Let's do some business first and then get started. We have a lot to get into today. But first, come see me do stand-up at Flappers Comedy Club in the YooHoo Room. I'm doing just, oh my gosh, three shows left in December. Josh Potter's going to be on there. Kate Kennedy uh, is going to be on there. And Chase O'Donnell. And then 2020, I start touring aggressively. uh, January 9th through 11th. Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Tejas, January 30th through February 1st. Houston, Tejas at the uh, Houston Improv, February 14th and 15th. That's Valentine's Day at Tampa Improv. And then the Make Good on the October 25th show in Pasadena. I had to cancel because I had stomach flu is March 7th. Your tickets will be honored there. Uh, March 13th and 14th, Miami Improv. March 26th through 28th, Dallas at the Addison Improv. April 3rd through 4th, Jude Dork Titties, Caroline's Comedy Club. April 24th through 25th, Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines at the Funny Bone. And then June 12th and 13th, Fartnicks, Arizona at Stand Up Life. What a calendar. Tickets are at Christina P. Online. As you can see, I have on the best shirt ever freaking made. It is selling like hotcakes. We've already had to reorder twice. It's the cool mom shirt. And I mean, if you're not on it, get on it, bros. For Christmas, get it for the mom in your life. It's soft. It's designed with the mom bod in mind. It is essentially a perfect shirt. You can get that at uh, merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. Go to my husband's website. Go to my website. There's a link to the store. You're going to find it. Um, all right, that's it for business. Lots to get to. It's officially Christmas in my house. Uh, what's the date today? The, is it the 26th as we're filming this? Right? <laughs> the 26th of November. I've officially started listening to Christmas music. I had the lights put on the house yesterday. And to be honest, I listen to Christmas music all year long. I listen to Vince Guaraldi on a loop. He's the guy who wrote the Peanuts music. I love the Peanuts music. It's my total mom <laughs> it's the thing moms do like don't all moms listen to like soft jazz <laughs> is that what your moms listen to and adopt did your mother listen to music uh yeah my mom loves soft jazz she loves old school <laughs> israeli songs of like the old country oh no those yeah. aren't happy no 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 the the israeli yeah. ones are they're like <laughs> like that yep it's sing just it. like that sing it sing it <laughs> stuff like that things like this my parents um used to listen to this hungarian rock band called elish and it was every time they have a hungarian party they would all come over and then like i learned all that jehovah 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 miss jehovah 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 it was like the most oh it's so ethnic right this is why we're yeah we had a couple of those too oh yeah it's always fun my mother used to clean the house and listen to edith piaf who is probably the most depressing singer <laughs> in the world. Yeah, if you want to look up Edith Piaf, all her songs were about, like, starving in Paris. There she is. Every song is like, And I miss you most of all. I am dead in the gutter. 
I cannot eat bread and butter is so depressing. And my mom was like, la, 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 cleaning the house. Yeah, because I, I grew up listening to all these depressing French songs. Yeah, she looks so sad in all oh, of these. She's literally called the Little Sparrow. That's their name. And my mother would just jam out to these depressing songs. And it wasn't until I got into college I actually tried, you know, listening to the words and translating. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, this is what my mom would listen to, Edith Piaf. Oh, my God. It was war. It's wartime music. Look at her chain smoking. Wayfish. Hasn't eaten a meal in a decade. <laughs> Johnny. A lot of that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny comes back from war. Oh, God. Well, anyway, I'm doing Vince Guaraldi in my house, which is a tad more upbeat. Uh, but I do. I like that music, that Charlie Brown music, because it's so... Yeah, I love showing Charlie Brown stuff to my kiddos because I love the pacing of it. They don't talk down to children. They actually explain, you know, the origins of Thanksgiving in a in a pretty fucking un-PC way. Like I was watching the, the Thanksgiving one with Ellis and Julian and they explain how we dicked over the Indians and stuff. It was really brutal. And I'm like, well, it's kind of how it went. And they would never make a cartoon these days admitting that we had dicked over the Indians. But hey. There you go. Sorry, Native Americans, indigenous people. Sorry, sorry. Ugh. Okay. Um, but so much going on. I'm fully into the Christmas music. I love, um, here's my, my number one Christmas songs. You write in, let me know what your faves are. It's not Christmas until I listen to The Waitresses. You know that song? You guys remember that song? It goes, no. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I couldn't miss this one this year. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas from the 80s. You know that one? Hold, I think Listen, I know you're a, a Jew. You I don't think I know nothing. a saxophone line that goes like that. See, Josh knows all this because he's a, a Christian, a child of God. You don't know. What do you what do you Jews listen to? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, that's the that's the one song. There's no other uh, Hanukkah. Song? I mean, like, uh, I think we we sing a song about jelly donuts at one point. <laughs> um, so we have another song devoted to potato latkes. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> yeah, shit like that, and then like uh, oh you know, songs God. that help you out to gamble with the dreidel. You know, <laughs> figure out how to make like uh, reasonable wages. Oh Wagers, excuse me. Wages, see, what's on your mind all the time? Mm, money. <laughs> money, money, money. Mm. The Jews don't know how to have fun. I will say. Uh, the Christians, this is our thing. We do Christmas. We love it. Wait, what do you mean Jews don't know how to have fun? You guys don't. You're... We gamble on Hanukkah. You gamble? Yeah, with the dreidel. That's what, uh, The dreidel is literally a, a tool for gambling. Okay, so kids get money, but money means nothing to children. They don't understand money. Yet. Well, I mean, you know, money probably means nothing to Christian children. <laughs> but at a very young age, a Jewish child is taught, if you don't pick up a cent, you're not worth a cent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is that real? Is that a saying? I've definitely been told that a couple <laughs> times growing up. Oh, I love it. I love it. I want you to teach my kids that because I agree 100%. Uh, but this is my favorite time of year. I love um, I love the music. I like Dominic the Christmas donkey. Jiggity ching. It's Dominic the donkey. Come on. You know that one? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's ching. not. I don't know that. All right, fuck off. Is that an old? That's an old country. That's song? an old. No, no, no. That's an Italian Christmas donkey. It's uh, it's oh, probably it. from the '60s. Louis something, Louis Parna or Louis Parva, sings it. Oh, it's such a funny song. Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. 
the cutest little donkey you never see him kick. Go look this one up, you guys. The kiddos love Dominic the Christmas donkey. I like that Two Life Crew has got a good Christmas song. I swear to God, I love it. It goes, yo, player, what you gonna get, huh, for Christmas? Come on, what you gonna get? It's so horrible. We play it in the house every year. <laughs> come on, come on. And then, of course, Run DMC. Hell yeah. Yes, Christmas and Hollis is probably one of the greatest, I think, cool, cool mom Christmas list. You know what I should do is make a cool mom Christmas song list for you guys. I'm writing that down right now. And I will publish it on my website and you guys can see all my favorite jams that I, I start playing right now, bro, in November. Um, the one Christmas song I f refuse to get into and makes me vomit every time. This morning, um, I was listening to the Madonna version on the way in for a Santa baby. Is there anything grosser than a horny Christmas song? I hate Santa baby. It's, it's just disgusting. Like, why are we sexualizing Christmas like we can't leave Christmas out of it uh I don't like Christmas themed pornography like I don't know what that is I don't know how those wires get crossed for people but it's so gross like Madonna was like Santa baby I'm gonna show you that I'm into Santa or something like I'm gonna show you that mommy can fuck too like ugh. <laughs> Santa does not f you guys Mrs. Claus and him stopped effing long ago, and that's why they have all that time to make toys for kids, you sickos. But I hate Santa Baby. I don't play that one in my rotation. Even Jingle Bell Rock kind of annoys me. Like, I, I can tolerate one or two, and then I'm, I'm tapped out. Is that one about fucking Santa also? No! That one's just annoying. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell times and up your butt rhyme. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, it's annoying. I don't like it. I love eggnog, right? You guys are, I heard you're in the nog. Hell yeah. Me too. There's a great David Tell joke. He goes, you know what eggnog is, don't you? You're not going to like it. Elf come. <laughs> That's probably one of the greatest jokes about. Do you eggnog. make your own eggnog? Are no. you one of those families or no. have you ever tried? Never. I know because there's eggs in it. There's like raw egg in it. Yeah, but I mean, ugh. <laughs> haven't you ever eaten cookie dough? I mean, that's just like a thing to, you know. Ugh. No, I buy I buy the eggless kind from like Trader's Jewel, or uh, yeah, I, I get it eggless. But hold on, so there's yeah. a version with egg in it. That yeah, bro. They sell at stores that you refuse to buy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's gross. But wouldn't everyone be getting sick if if it got oh, you wait. sick? It's a light version. Sorry, I don't know about eggless. I buy a light version. That's what I mean. Because it's really, it's like drinking a cheeseburger every time you have eggnog. Yeah, Please. it's really good. It's really good. I know. <laughs> it's so nasty I've already pre-ordered my Hungarian treats for Christmas I'm going to put uh, little candies on the tree called Salantukor and I've got my Baigli my pastries I'm very excited oh, can't wait um, is a Hungarian Christmas the mm -hmm, same mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. as an American Christmas absolutely not Nadav didn't we go through this last time that there's a there's a devil that comes? Oh yeah, on, Krampus. Mm-hmm. But they call him something different. But yes, December sixth, and then December twenty fourth is our big day, the evening of Christmas Eve. We celebrate that. You have a delicious fish soup, which is so gross, and um, it's more or less the same. Yeah, we're not so many gifts because we're poor, you know, depressed. But um, so that um, I'm just very I'm very pumped about it. Oh, I don't take my kids to the, the mall, Santa. I'm not into that. I don't know. I just don't. 
they never liked it. Like we did the Easter Bunny and it freaked them out so bad that um, <laughs> like, I don't know if he asks for it. Yes, but I don't know. You do have to question the integrity of any adult man that that's his gig, you know, like for even just for a season. It's not really I'm not I'm not saying they're all pedophiles. I'm just saying that it's it's clearly you've made bad decisions. If you're that age of a gentleman that can do this gig, you know, I get it if you're 20 years old and you're like I'm playing a character at Disneyland. That's different. But I don't know, dude. I'm not doing it. I don't like to wait in the line for it. Um, it just, it's like, basically it goes against everything you teach your kids too. Like, hey, don't talk to strangers. Don't sit in strangers' laps. Unless he's dressed like a guy who gives you stuff once a year. Then you can sit in his lap. It's cool. Like, no, that's, I don't know. And But I do lie to my kids about Santa. We are doing that. Because I know some families that don't do it. They're like, well, it's lying. It's just ingenuous. You're going to... Like, give me a break. It's just fun. Do you not believe in fun? Are you a communist? Do you not like gifts and merriment, for God's sakes? So we're ramping up for, like, Ellis is really starting to understand it now. And I'm really using that as a, a bribery tool to get him to behave for the next month. Um, so that's been really effective because we're going to write that letter to Santa pretty soon. And if he screws up, he's not going to get his gifts. Um, I really like that. You guys got to let me know what other ways you um, manipulate your children into behaving the rest of the year because I really like holding the Santa thing over his head. It's been amazing. Now, the elf on the shelf, I've heard of this. Um, did you, Chris, you're very American. Did you grow up with elf on the shelf? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, so maybe this is more recent. I think the elf you put around the house and it spies on the child. <laughs> It's so evil. And then, yeah, every morning the parent moves the elf in a different location, but it, the elf spies on you like uh, the KGB and then tells Santa what you've been doing, if you're good or bad. So that's kind of an evil maniacal. I like it. I'm all for it. I may have to try that this year. Potter says that that was started in 2005. Oh, that's a recent. Pretty, pretty new thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's nice that the ingenuity is still coming out of the pipeworks. <laughs> that's a new one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I will say in my um, my father's defense, he was pretty good about buying me Christmas gifts. I think it was some kind of guilt over not really doing much all year. And then he's like, I buy you stuff. Like, I think he was okay buying me stuff. I have to give it up to dad uh, on that one. So he would bring the tree home and then he would start drinking and then he'd be like, you decorate the tree. <laughs> and I would decorate it. He would get drunk. <laughs> but come Christmas Eve, which is when we opened our gifts on the 24th, he really came, came through. However, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, I would ask for like Barbies and girl toys, but then he would buy me like BMX dirt bikes or <laughs> like engineering sets for boys no, I think maybe not so good. <laughs> that was terrible. My dad was useless. Yeah, he wouldn't buy me like dollies and like girl things. They were all boy things. Like electric uh, boats to put in the pool, you know, like cars. I'm like, I don't want any. Oh, yeah, maybe not so good. All he right. was probably looking for stuff that he wanted to do. A hundred percent. And he was like, oh, maybe this is something I could do with uh, little Christina. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What a selfish. Ugh. 
I mean, I'm here I am, like, hey, at least he bought me stuff. And then I'm remembering, like, oh, it's stuff that he could play with with me. Oh, God, I'm so angry at my dad. I got to go into therapy this week, yeah? Now back to the show. So what are the, what are the, what's the present situation? I mean, there's, there's that song that's like the 12 days of Christmas, right? Yeah, I never understood what that meant. Okay, so. It's not for Jews. That's what you guys do. Right, that's what I thought, because, I mean, we have eight nights of Hanukkah. Right. And I thought, like, Christmas is longer than Hanukkah? That's impossible. Yeah, I don't understand. And we always get shitty presents, and I think you guys (laughs) give out bangers on Christmas, right? Bruh. Bruh, that's what I'm saying. Like, we we go hard. So, first of all, you got your stockings. Uh, I don't understand the 12 days of Christmas. Let's look it up. Let's Google it, because this really does bother me. Because I know the story that the wise men... uh, came to visit Jesus who was born in a manger on Christmas morning and Joseph and what's her name Mary were walking through the desert or whatever and then they found a manger all right Christians believe that the 12 days of Christmas mark the amount of time it took after the birth of Jesus for the magi or wise men to travel to Bethlehem for the epiphany when they recognized him as the son of God Today, how the 12 days are celebrated by Christians around the world. Very, wow, I did not know that. 12 days of Christmas took after the birth of Jesus for the Magi to come. So the, the wise men didn't visit Jesus until 12 days after his birth. Okay, so the timeline is kind of weird on that, but I guess so. There you go. Well, I guess you, you bump it up so that it coincides with the birth of Christ. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. But anyway, here's a present deal, bro, Okay. I know you guys get your, your shekels, your gold coins. Yeah, we get really shitty presents for just eight days straight. That's terrible. And when you get the coins, that's every... Like every night you get a shitty present. <laughs> so it's like, hey, what's up? I heard you're low on socks. Here's a pair of socks. And uh, hey, I heard you like money. Here's money, but actually it's chocolate wrapped in tinfoil. And then, uh, you know, that's what you use to gamble with when you play the dreidel game. Bummer. I mean, it's kind of cool, you know. It's, yeah, it's Try not, and make it work. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got stockings, and then you got stocking stuff or gifts in those, and then you get the gifts under the tree. Now, some stingy-ass families don't let you open shit on Christmas Eve. I believe everything should be open on Christmas Eve because I do it the Euro way, but Americans, my husband likes to do it Christmas morning. So I like to let the kids open some stuff at night, and then they party, they get all hyped up, and then the next morning, it's like baller gifts under the tree, bro. So you start asking the kids now, like, oh, what do you want Santa to bring you? And then you start getting on Amazon, you know what I'm saying? Using our banner in your mom's house pocket. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty dope. You got to hide all that stuff from them, though. So you start off with shitty presents on the eve? Like, no, bro. Like, no. Uh, just banger after banger? Bangers, bro. Well, That's you don't, it. It's not shitty. They're just, like, not the big guns. So the big guns, Santa will bring Christmas morning. So when they wake up, Santa will have brought those presents he comes through the chimney and then he puts them under the tree and now those are the bangers but yeah but you're getting dope stuff on the night oh, hanukkah fucking sucks, sucks dude you got jets sucks you got jets you guys are all about <laughs> guilt got really jewed out of that one you got jewed out bro yeah i'm a huge fan also of the traders joe gingerbread house if you see this one i recommend getting that one do it with the kids you make these cute little gingerbread houses i love doing that as an activity um yeah all right good i like the what that movie that i love uh the christmas vacation movie i'm gonna start watching that one soon huge fan of elf that one, that's such a good fucking movie and i know that josh likes that christmas story he's in here yammering about the christmas story but i don't relate to that because it's too american i feel like 
What do you like so much about that, Josh? Where is uh, he? I like all the America plus stuff. Like you, you pointed it out to me that it was too Americana yeah, for you. Yeah, I get it. And you didn't grow up in the Midwest, so yeah, I get that. But that's what I like about it. The dad in it's hilarious. The mom's a nut job. The bullies. The bullies. I gotta. I remember he he gets his tongue stuck to the. <laughs> Right, like isn't that? Yeah, that? you didn't have that growing yeah. up in Los Angeles. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. I'm a huge fan of Chevy Chase, so maybe that's why I like Christmas Vacation better. But anyways, all right, enough Christmas talk. <laughs> let's fo- let's just follow up uh, from episode 24. Oh my God, this is such a this one. I this was a voicemail, right, about the woman who threw away art that her kid was doing, and then her kid found the artwork in the trash. I told my husband about this call yesterday. <laughs> And both of us were like, damn, that kid's going to need therapy. That's really messed up, Mom. Uh, so here's a, here's something from Eli who writes in, I heard the voicemail about throwing your kid's art in the trash. The other day, my son noticed I threw away his coloring sheet for the letter M. He was so upset. So I quickly deflected and explained the difference between art, projects, and worksheets. He had a small construction paper robot that we put on the refrigerator. I went over to it and praised him immensely for his creativity and explained that his robot was creative and took a lot of good hard work and that his worksheet was just a coloring page to help him learn the letter M. I explained that we valued his art and wanted to keep it, but that it was necessary to keep simple mundane. Didn't say that word to him, worksheet. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what that word means yet, right? Surprisingly, uh, to my surprise, he really received it well. We high five. We high fived over his robot, gave him all the hugs and snuggles he wanted. Now we don't have a million worksheets strewn about. Keep it high and tight. Love the show. Too blessed to be stressed, Eli. That's what's up. Yeah. So that's nice to uh, make a distinction between artwork and kind of scribbles. That that is good because that that's also a pretty great lesson, right? To teach them like uh, you got to put effort into something to consider it special and worthy of being art uh which is something i I think these kids today could probably benefit from learning because man there's a lot of stuff that passes as talent on the internet and it's probably a good distinction to teach these kids like oh just farting actually no farts are great but (laughs) unwrapping a fucking toy is not a youtube thing but it is okay uh this is making books out of kids art hi christina i've got a mom hack for you you know all the doodle pages, drawings, and many, many art projects from your children. Crazily, I kept my daughters in jumbo Ziploc bags uh, with her class and school photos labeled with the year. Oh, that's cute. I couldn't bear to throw them out. She's now 19. Oh, so now I'm in the decluttering phase. I'm taking pictures of all the artwork and making little books online for each year with her school picture and class picture. Now I can get rid of all the papers and have cute little books that take up so much less space. Groupon always has deals on cheap photo books. Uh, Wish I would have thought of this earlier. I would have saved a lot of space. That's my mom hack for you. Hope it helps someone save space, especially if you have multiple children. We love the podcasts and specials. Please come back to Utah. Have a great day. Thank you. That's a great idea. Uh, There's also... This thing that I use, which reminds me of, because you get all these great photos in your iPhone and then like who the hell prints them out. I do a service and they do not sponsor the show, but um, it's called Chat Books. And you just 
you can do a subscription or you just like take a minute to upload all the photos to the site and then they just come to you in a book and that's really easy and then you can kind of do it by chronological order so you have all your kid photos in one place there it is chat the snapfish is garbage i've used them i've been screwed by them a few times shutterfly is good i like shutterfly i've used them for christmas cards they just did a special thing there it is chat books really great really great if you've got uh, lots of kid photos lying around okay yeah that's true because ellis's artwork is starting to just okay what is it my love Name. nope sorry Miss, uh, nope uh, oh. accidentally hit the button do you have any did your mom keep your artwork you think um i was the youngest of four kids oh, so no. i think what happened was you know they have a lot of stuff for my oldest sister uh, less stuff from my older brother less stuff from my youngest yeah. sister and then very few things <laughs> i think they have my birth certificate somewhere <laughs> around, and i think that's kind of the gist of it i know and i'm trying really hard to be equal with the boys like i moms let me know if you got a hack for this because i keep everything from ellis's babyhood and now juju's babyhood i've got these boxes i get on amazon but now i'm having to order a couple more boxes and it's really getting out of control because i can't throw away the onesies i can't throw away their blankets it's just too much it's too much to bear oh i love them okay here's a follow-up on the puke bags Hi, Christina. I'm not a mom, but I love your show because it helps me better understand my own mom and all my friends who have kids. Plus, you're funny AF. Thank you, lady. On episode 20, you talked about putting one of those nifty puke bags near your kids' beds and teaching them to use it when they're sick, but you didn't want to traumatize them. Yeah, I think this is actually a good idea. I remember being a kid and getting sick in my bed. Oh, I know. It is a horrible feeling to wake up in your own vomit. I know. And knowing you had to go wake up your parent to clean it. Then one time my mom just started putting a bucket next to my bed whenever I felt sick and letting me know it was there if I needed it. It made me feel so much better knowing I didn't have to try to make it to the bathroom. Okay. I think teaching your boys to puke into some kind of a container is much less traumatic. That's true. That's true. Getting them sick in their bed. Yeah. Especially once they're old enough to remember those terrible nights. I still keep a bucket near me on those rare occasions. I'm that sick. It's not the most glamorous, but it's better than running across the house to the toilet and not knowing if you'll make it. I hope this helps. Love your show and YMH. Every time I watch a new episode, I turn into a telescope. Thank you. All the love and support, Michelle. So you're you're just uh, saying a bucket. And I think because that, that, that contraption that um, was sent in the idea, it was like a disposable bag. I think that's really good for the car. Um, but I think you're right that I may want to put a bucket in because boys love bucket, but then everyone's going to play with it. But anyway, I'm just going to put the bucket there and I'll, ex I guess I'll explain to him like casually on a night that he's not sick because kids his age, like they don't always know that they're going to be sick at two in the morning. You know, like he went to bed normal that night that he did puke in his bed. So there was no heads up. Uh, but maybe I'll put it there and just be like, hey, in case you next time you feel like vomiting, here's this thing. And uh, shit, we'll see how that goes. I guess just introduce it on a night that he's not ill. I don't know. Because I don't want to wait for it to happen again. All right, buckets by the bed. Good. I like this. Okay. Now back to the show. Oh, let's do some... Um, Let's do some voicemail. That's always fun to mix it up. What would Christina P. do? Let's do a voicemail native. Yeah, we'll go to one. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina <laughs> so P. do? Hi, mom and dad. Um, I'm Christina P. I'm 
Um, so my name is Izzy. I am not a mom, thank God. I'm 21, <laughs> just about to graduate college. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show, and my boyfriend and I um, are just massive fans of all things YMH, and you and Tom are just so amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, we constantly gush about how you guys are relationship goals and how um, we feel so similar to you guys. And I guess my question is, what are your tricks for having a lasting, healthy relationship? I mean, it's, oh. you know, my boyfriend and I are so young, and we are acutely aware of that. But um, we do want to be together for a long time, and we see you guys as kind of like, you know, true relationship goals. So, oh, sweet. Anyway, huge fans of the show. Let me know what you think. All right. Bye. Piss on me, beat me. Thank you so much. So what a lovely voicemail to receive. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, okay, so let's do broad strokes. I'm a, I'm kind of old school. Actually, I'm really old school on the fundamentals of a good relationship. Okay, number one, values. Do you guys share values? Um, that's really important. Do the two of you believe in marriage the same way the other one does? Does one person go, I don't want to be, I don't believe in marriage. I don't give a shit. Then don't marry that person if you want to be in it for the long haul. Are you religious? Then it really helps to me uh, marry somebody who shares the same religion as you. Um, I, I hate to say it, socioeconomic background. If it's similar, it's just going to be a lot easier when you're dealing with raising your children and your value systems and all that stuff. I would say try to, <laughs> same, same is just easier. I know they say opposites attract. Um, in my my relationships, personally, that's a recipe for disaster. So if you guys are compatible, and I'm not even saying in family history, because my family history is tr is terrible compared to my husband's, but... I knew that I wanted to change and that I was making a change to be, I don't want to be divorced. I want to stay married to Tom forever. We both have the same religious background. We're not, you know, practicing, but we come from the same shared history. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, you have to really respect each other, respect each other. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky, too, that I have a husband who's really supported everything I've done creatively in my career with the children. Like, he really is just a fucking awesome dude who's never been, like, competitive with me. Because um, uh, there are some men that are insecure that I've dated in the past, too, that were like, I don't know, like, you're off doing this and that, and I, you know, they can't keep up with you. That's lame. If any man wants to dim your light, next. So make sure you guys are on each other's team. Um, that is huge. Do you enjoy each other's company? I think that's so important. I think it's the, the little things that make up a relationship more than the big stuff. The big stuff is the values, right? Shared values, drug and alcohol use that's another one by the way if if one of you is into smoking dope every day and the other one isn't let it go it's done don't try to change the other person you got to kind of buy you got to buy as is with men and women however there are smaller things i'm going to go back to this thing the little things thing one minute um for instance with men if you're a woman listening to this there are small things you can change on a guy okay when I met my husband, he was sleeping on a mattress on the floor and he had shampoo in his shower and that's it. And he washed his crotch with shampoo. <laughs> he was a fucking animal. Can you clean? Is that bad? It's the <laughs> I know. All three, you three assholes in there live just like that. But that's cosmetic. 
Okay, if the guy dresses whack, that's this is why I, I got to tell you. I think this is why so many women are miserable with with dudes. They pick the wrong ones. You got to pick the ones that are morally great, hard workers. They may be broke today in their twenties, but if they got um, vision and uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Ambition. And then they have a good work ethic and they're disciplined. That man's going to be successful. He needs to have those ingredients in his twenties, right? So the little stuff you can not fix, but that's changeable bullshit. So what? His jeans are whack. Who gives a fuck? Go down to, you know, Macy's and get him a nice pair of jeans. Who gives a fuck about the jacket, the clothing, the packaging? I'm saying he can get a cooler haircut. You know, you think Tom looked cool when I started dating him? <laughs> No way. He came from North Carolina, from Hickory in some college. You know, he dressed all weird. I changed him. I took him to Silver Lake. I got him cooled up a little bit, you know. Um, so don't worry about the cosmetic. And so many women look at the guys that are all put together and they got the outfit and this and that and they're big talkers. Those guys are usually the ones I would run from because those dudes are focused on the external, right? The guys that are all ripped up. I'm not saying all the time, but it's the nerds. Marry a fucking nerd, man. That's what you want. A dork. The guy that's like a little something's, you know, that I like the, the nerds, the nice guys. That's what I'm saying, ladies. Just marry the nice guys. Okay. Most important, the small things. What do you have in common? Can the two of you sit? This is how I knew Tom and I were going to be married. We saw that Timothy Treadwell documentary, Grizzly Man. Oh, Werner Herzog made it. It's about this lunatic, Timothy Treadwell, who would go and stay with bears in a national park and he thought he was saving them and he wasn't. He was just a severely mentally ill person. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, he got eaten by bears, surprise. And uh, they have audio of him getting killed and eaten. <laughs> and Tom and I, this is like the second date we're on. We're in the movie theater and the, uh, they play the audio and stuff. And he and I start laughing uncontrollably. I'm like, this fucking asshole guy. I mean, this is like, Tom and I are like 28 and 25 years old. And I knew, I knew, I was like, that's it. It's if the two of you can sit in a room together and you see something going on and all you have to do is turn to your mate and go, you see that fucking guy right there? Oh yeah, I've been looking at that for 10 minutes. That's what I'm saying. And you know what I'm talking about? When you're with somebody and you go, oh my God, you're in a, you, let's say you're in an airport. And one of you goes to the other, oh my God, do you see that? And the other person goes, no, what? You guys don't share a vision. You don't share a, a world, you know? Because nothing's more annoying than when you're with a partner and they just don't share a vision of the world. So can you sit in a cafe with them for hours and just bullshit? Because that's marriage. It's not the big stuff. It's the small stuff. It's paying bills. It's how you work as a team. It's those hours of being home with each other and... Uh, and laughing and bullshitting because you're going to go through all kinds of stuff married we were we were married broke as a joke uh we had no money for many years and we had the, the those are some of the best years of our marriage of our time together was just being broke in silver lake and starting the podcast and you know getting our first dog fifo and then building this family and this studio jeans empire so we were happy poor uh we're happy not poor we're happy in all situations so that's the that's the secret respect love and uh and also want to be married want to make that person a priority every day don't don't take them for granted that's for sure i see people blaming their spouses for their unhappiness it's not the spouse's fault usually usually it's 
your problem. So there you go. Sorry, I know it's a very long answer. It's a very complicated question. No, that was very thorough and thoughtful. Yeah, mommy. well, you know, I think people ask that a lot, to, a lot, and I wanted to answer that thoughtfully. So there you go. All right, hold on. Let me see what this is. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll do one more of these. Hello, Mamas and Christina P. I know you're a huge advocate for mental health, and I was wondering how you do slash plan to keep your boys' brains healthy without overdoing it and becoming a crazy mom. My two boys, seven and three, have typical meltdowns, but because I have so much therapy in my brain after years of psychologists and psychiatrists, when I see them meltdown, I immediately panic and think, oh shit, I did that as a kid because I felt no one was checking in on me after seeing something so messed up. So to get to the point... How would you stop projecting your mental health history on your kids without neglecting a potential genuine need of theirs? I love your podcast. I have a mom night and drink wine while watching and making dinner. Oh, fantastic. Angela from Los Angeles. Thank you. Right. So what you're asking me is how do I not project my own crap onto my kids, which is probably the cardinal. Uh, that's the hardest part of being a parent, right? What's me and what's them? I, d I will say that. I know I will say that when you grow up with a lot of stuff that needs to be therapized you grow up feeling that you're inherently flawed somehow and it's sad because so many people I know who would be the most amazing parents are so afraid of having kids because they have a messed up background and it's like no you're probably the nicest most empathetic person on the planet who should be having kids but you're not because you're afraid of doing damage to them or not being able to recognize the damage and da 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 I mean, look, here's what I know. Um, yes and yes. When I see my kiddos freaking or doing some behavior, I'm like, is this normal? Is this not? And here's what I do. Very simply, I check in with my own shrink. Hey, I've noticed Ellis is doing such and such behavior. Is that within the realm of deve normal development? Is this something? But again, rarely because I feel like he's okay. And I think if you send them to a school, um, believe me, I'm pretty sure the teacher is going to let you know if something's doing pretty quickly you hear from outsiders like oh that's not normal um so yeah try not to stress too much i know you've been i'm glad that you've been through a lot i'm really proud of you um that you worked through all this stuff but try to keep it within the realm of you not them okay hold on what is this one? Oh, i like this one Oh, God. Okay. Hold on. I got to answer this one. <laughs> I got to. I got to help this woman. Okay. Subject. Okay. Hi, Mommy. I come to you for advice. I'm 24 years old, and I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend who was 27 for around four to five years. I would like for us to eventually get married, but he has strongly expressed his disinterest in being married and has told me several times he does not believe in marriage. We are not religious and don't care about getting married for those reasons. I, however, would like to be married someday and have that level of commitment. I know that I'm young, uh, still young. I would be lying if I didn't want a big fat rock to stunt on all those other hoes. <laughs> I feel like since we've been together this long and we have both committed to making it work and we live together, why not just get me a ring? Why wouldn't he want to marry me? I let him try it out and I even give regular BJs. There is no way I'm willing to let him ruin my meow with kids, which he wants if I don't have a ring. You know what I'm saying? Is this his way of letting me know he's not actually that serious or is marriage an old outdated idea that I shouldn't be hung up on? Thanks 
mommy keep them high and tight love the show jenny okay jenny i'm gonna tell you something this is just listen am i right on everything no i don't know everything here's what i do know when a man tells you something listen if a man says uh you're too good for me yeah take it at face value he absolutely is not good enough for you when a man tells you i don't want to marry you thank you thank you for telling me uh because nadav am i right most dudes don't bullshit about stuff like that they definitely don't lie about not wanting to marry i don't think hey that's what i'm saying boo boo so when he says to you i i i don't want to get married but i want to have children oy vey listen i'm old-fashioned and here's here's but here's an argument i'm gonna make on this for women listening here's the value of being married and having children with somebody okay at least in the state of california you are more protected as a woman if you get married to the man that you have children with you're more protected by the laws you're more protected let's say that that guy chooses to take off now you can get money for your children and you know support and this and that but if you don't have any kind of paperwork between you and you just make babies with somebody you're just not as protected and then comes things down the line about uh, you know legal custody battles and this and that and if you were never married it gets even blah 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 blah. Uh, if you're i don't know I, I i just think it's a lot easier to do it the old-fashioned way get married to someone who wants to be with you for the long haul because that's essentially what that is when a guy says i want to marry you he's saying i want to give you my life I want to build a world with you. I want to get those quarterly BJs forever and ever. I want to watch, you know, reality shows with you. And there's a there's a bond there. There's a reason that, you know, you stick around. It's not just a contract. It's that now you become family. Marriage is you saying to that person, I like you so much. I want to make you my family. That's always how I saw it. Because otherwise, it is just an exchange of property. It is an outdated sort of thing. But... I don't know, man. I just don't see how you can be right or die until you get married, until you put it down for each other in front of your family and in front of the world. Like, this is my boo. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Now back to the show. All right, let's do some fun stuff. Let's get into mom fails. Let's do a voicemail mom fail. Now it's time for a round of mom Mom fails. Meow, meow. Hi, Hi, mommy. This is Amanda from Cincinnati. I have a mom fail. So I have an almost five-year-old, and she loves to draw pictures in color, especially her favorite character, Elsa. Well, Elsa, in the last um, week or so, has um, developed, literally, large breasts in the pictures. (laughs) Um, They're right under her chin. They're very perky. Um, but they're very large. And so I asked my daughter, what's up with the breast? And she said, very matter-of-factly, Mama, you know, Elsa has breasts, and she has big nipples like you. So that's awesome. I guess I should maybe not get dressed so much around my kid. Um, I hope she's not telling everyone in, in her class about her mom's big boobs and big nipples, but at least she knows the right turn. Yeah. Maybe? Is this a fail? I don't know. Anyway, keep your jeans high and tight. Love ya. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, at least she's paying attention. She knows what they're called. 
The other day, um, I had to shower in front of Ellis. He would not leave me alone. And I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, he's at the age now where he gets it, you know? He's seen my hooters a lot. So I'm like, well, he's seen these sloppers. He's seen me breastfeed Julian. But he did, he like looked down at my meow and he was like, what's that? And he started laughing. And I was just very matter of fact. And I said, well, you know, uh, boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. I'm a girl. So I have a vagina. And he was like, okay. And that was the end of the, the discussion. But uh, uh, one time he did walk in on me naked and he laughed. That was fun. <laughs> just laughed. And then uh, he does call me Mr. Mommy, which is troubling. Oh, boy. Oh, I can't wait to just shut it down and get into menopause already. Is it time yet? <laughs> I swear, this morning, I like, I was so tired. I was, um, <laughs> I actually managed to get my ass on the elliptical before I got in here. And then I'm so resentful that I have to put makeup on and like think about how I look. When my husband and I go to meetings together, all he does is throw, he doesn't even shower. He doesn't even wipe the crust out of his eyes. He just like puts on his shirt and jeans and then he's ready to go. And I have to like paint my face like a clown, <laughs> do my hair, wash my hair. I'm like, oh, I just wish I could put on like, oh, I just want to put on um, like mechanics coveralls and just wear those like a uniform. Don't they look so comfortable? Hell yeah. I know. I wish, like, was not the vision of the future that we all just wore onesies? We walked around. What? Yeah, like when you'd see, like, Dune or those movies about space in the future, they always portrayed people as wearing these, like, unisex, um, like, space suity things. Like, Google Dune, a Dune suit. I'd like that. It's like where you, you make your own water. Oh, Dune, the movie. Yeah, there's the Dune suit. There you go. That looks nice. Oh, I like that. Yeah, what is that? A caftan? I'd like to wear a caftan like Mrs. Roper <laughs> of Three's Company. <laughs> I pretty much do. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, just like you make your own water with those suits and you just sip on your own costume, your own suit. I'd like that. Oh, I'm one step closer to shutting it down entirely. What, at what point do I get to tap out? Okay. How old do I get to be? <laughs> How like, old do you want to be when asexual. you tap out? You want to tap out now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so tired of making myself look good all the time. It's just a, it's just a waste of time, you know? Mm, you make it look so easy, though. I think, yeah. It's so much work. Bleaching the hair and all. All right, all right. Um, let's we, do another mob Sweet. Here yeah, it comes. mommy, yeah. You got a vid? Let's do a vid. Did daddy just buy a clock? Sky, did I just buy a clock? Oh, um, yeah. What's it called? What's it called, baby? It's, um, clock. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch kids swear all day. He said cock. Very good. Uh, okay, one more. We have more. a couple, yeah, we have yeah, a couple yeah. more mom fails. Let's do it. Hey, Christina, this is Sarah from Montana, and I have a mom fail. My husband and I were out eating wings with our five-month-old son who was asleep in his car seat and we were having a great night drinking a couple beers eating hot wings and I look over and our son is sweating profusely his eyes are tearing up tears falling down his cheeks and he's making this weird sneezing sound and I have somehow gotten 
hot wink sauce in his eye. Oh. And, yeah, it was terrible. Anyways, that was an end to a great little night that we could finally have together. Oh. I love you up here in Montana. I'll oh see my you God. soon. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. That's my worst nightmare. Because I've gotten Tapatio in my own eyes. Like, just, you know, you get Tapatio fingers, and then you red rye. Yeah. Oh, my God. So painful. Yeah, it sucks. <gasps> yeah, I can't imagine accidentally doing that to your kid. I'm sure you'd feel so terrible about it. Oh, my God. You do that once, too, and you remember not to put leave Tapatio on your fingers. You know what I did once? It was so stupid. When I was a teenager, I was, I was really into multitasking. <laughs> Like, I was so bored. One time I went to go pee or take a shit, I think. And I decided to rinse, um, to take nail polish off my nails. And so I was sitting on the toilet and I took like the nail polish remover bottle and I just shoved it like between my legs so that my leg fat was like supporting the bottle upright. And then, of course, like I'm cleaning the polish off my nails and then the bottle tips towards my vag and I spill nail polish remover all over my vag it's just it's so toxic i don't know if you ever dealt with it's rubbing alcohol right it's like it's it's or whatever it's acetone it was burning my vag i was like oh and i got up. i was like fuck i just burned my vagina anyway i just took a shower and um, it was fine but that was probably the stupidest thing i've ever done and you life. haven't multitasked since i have not done that one since no 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 immunity Burn my veg. Hey, mommy, aka Water Champ. My name is Tavi. I am a 28 year old mother of two. I have a six year old son and a three year old daughter. Well, my favorite, well, my mom fell of the week is my favorite curse word is mother ever. <laughs> so, by not trying to get the kids to say it, I have child proof this name or this word. And I say mother chucka. <laughs> Well, we live in a community that, you know, we have our gardener that lives right by us and our pest control guy, and we know a lot of people in our community. So my daughter, we had the windows rolled down, and we were driving through the gate, and our pest control guy was outside his house, and he was waving to us so happy, and my daughter decided to yell, Mara Chaka. <laughs> Not only once, but she said it three times, and we couldn't put the window up. So, yeah. (laughs) Now, my pest control guy, um, yeah. Yeah. So, we, that was our mom fail, or my mom fail, and um, yeah, keep them high and tight. Mother chucker, mother chucker. You know what I've been doing lately is just saying the real word. I'll be like, fucking fuck. And he doesn't parrot. My kids aren't, um, I think they picked up on it that there's like dirty words that grown-ups say because Ellis hasn't been saying it lately. I don't know, man. Well, that's uh, it's amazing. So I don't know what the strategy is to come up with the, you know, the cheese and rice, like the that equivalent because it takes so much more mental work to come. Anyway, okay, what else? We Let's do some mom, mom hacks. I love hearing these. Hi, Mommy. This is Sarah from Georgia, a mom of three little people. My mom hack is do not have a video baby monitor. Mm. Uh, I had one for my first baby, and then it broke, and I got an audio-only monitor, and it causes so much less stress and anxiety. 
Mm. If you have a video monitor, you are tempted to stay up all night mm. constantly peeking at it, checking on the baby, looking at the temperature in their room, yeah. watching their little chest go up and down. Yes. You don't need it. <laughs> An audio monitor is plenty sufficient to hear if they're crying or they need you. Don't have a video monitor. It induces panic and anxiety mm-hmm. on the mom's end. Totally unnecessary. Thanks. Mm. Bye, Mommy. I can't agree with you more, especially if you've already done the first kid and you realize that they really don't need you to be on top of every single whimper and cry and sneeze and cough. Like, And those kids will let you know if they need you to go in there. In fact, it's funny you mentioned because two nights ago the monitor crapped out and I was like, let's just go old school. You know, if the kid cries, you're going to hear it. Don't worry about it. Otherwise... You're waking up for every blip. I know it's so freaking exhausting. That's a really good uh, piece of advice. Okay, what other we have for mom hacks? I love these. Hi, Mommy. This is Sarah from Georgia. I have a quick mom hack. I have three um, children, two boys that are five and three, and a six-month-old daughter. My mom hack is for potty training the boys. Mm. So my boys do not want to sit down to pee. They find it, I don't know, they really want to stand up. But the littler one, it's hard for him to reach to pee, especially in a public toilet while standing up. So what I do is grab him under the arms and pop him straight up standing on the potty seat in a public potty. So then they're like super tall, standing Mm. and pointing and peeing straight down into the bowl. And they really like to stand up Mm. on the potty seat, uh, especially out in public. At home, we have a little step stool, so it's not necessary. But if there's a tall toilet... Uh, pop them right up there and let them pee down into the potty. Okay, thanks. Bye, Mommy. Good idea. I like that. Thank you. Oh, God. We're going to take Ellis to Disneyland for his fourth birthday, and I'm dreading it because he won't go into, like, the regular adult <laughs> bathrooms right now. So we're going to have to, like, let him pee in our cups or something the whole day. What if he has to take a shit? Oh, God. Okay. I don't know. We'll just deal with that as it comes. Here's a mom hack. Hold on, let me read this one. Hi, mommy. I have two boys, four years and 18 months. My first boy was terrified of haircuts. He hated the clippers. Uh, We couldn't even get close to him with them. He would let him play. We would let him play with the clippers with the guards on so he couldn't get cut and he would be fine. But as soon as he would go to cut his hair, I know, hysteria. With our second son, we gave him an electric toothbrush once he got teeth. Yeah, those are great. He would put it on his mouth, just carry it around. When we went to his his first haircut, no problem. I think it was because he was used to the sound and the vibration. Love the show. Sincerely, Shay. 100%. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Getting them used to that sound and the vibration early is good. And I gave Ellis um, a vibrating toothbrush. Um, and he started to do it on himself too, which made the dentist visits way easier because when they get their dental cleanings, it's the same sort of sensation. And I think that really helped him not be freaked out at the dentist. So... Man, those uh, those vibrating toothbrushes are awesome. They're double. Oh, my butthole hurts on these chairs. My butt bones. All right, we got one on video. Let's see this one. Um, so the, the preamble for this one is, uh, this is from Linda, and she says that this is her hack when um, her kids don't want to eat the food that she made. Oh, God. So she has them feed each other and trading food, which uh, I guess overcomes their distaste for the food that she made. Oh, my God, brilliant. I like it. Let's see it. <laughs> This is the mom hack for when your kids together won't eat their meals. Ah, I love it. By themselves. 
brilliant. So again, to recap, yeah, so they're feeding each other the meals they don't want to eat on their own plates. And for some reason, when it's someone else's food, it seems more tempting. That is so funny. Kids are so like that. Juju won't eat what's in front of him unless he sits on my lap and then I'll put his food on my official plate and then he'll eat whatever's on my plate. He always eats what I'm having for dinner. So I just trick him that way. God, I love these hacks, man. Um, okay, here's another car potty amendment and then we're going to get out of here. Mom's got to go. Oh, mommy jeans and crew. I keep hearing y'all talk about mom hacks about keeping the training potty in the car for tots. You've mentioned keeping jugs of water and even kitty litter to clean out the golden brown. I've got an obvious dad hack that no one has mentioned. Just put a clean diaper in the bowl and let your monsters splash away. Easy cleanup. You likely have spare diapers in the glove box anyways. Keep them high and tight. James Natale. Brilliant. Of course. Leave it to the dad to come up with the best hack, right? Dads are the laziest, which is why they're the best at those. Work smarter, not harder. That's right. That's what's up. All right, one more mom hack, and we'll get out of here. I gotta go get my kid. My uh, kid. I think that that's all the voicemail and uh, videos. Oh, that we're we done. Have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. I don't want to leave on a bummer. I hate leaving on a bummer. Hmm. What do you want for Hanukkah? Uh, I don't know. That's not something that Jews ask each other. Seriously? You know, I always feel weird if someone's like, hey, what do you want for your birthday? Or what do you want for X, Y? I always feel weird like, oh, it'd be really great if you bought me X, Y, Z. It feels weird. Oh, yeah. We I'm just that. grateful to receive. You know, I don't really ask. Oh, you guys are so that's sad. Yep. Yeah. We're a sad bunch. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what we did this year is we instilled a no adult gift policy for the people coming over for Christmas. So I said, don't that way I don't have to buy gifts for grownups. It's really just so I don't have to go shopping. Yeah. How do you guys not go broke every Christmas? Oh, it's like, how, ma how many presents do you have to buy? The how much does an average goy need to pay on Ugh. Christmas? Well, it was way, way worse when I was like in my 20s and then I had no money and I had to buy gifts for mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, stepsisters, my boyfriend's family. It's like you, I would end up making cookies for people or making like rice crispy treats and shit i'm like i don't have money for this it's tough it, it is a fortune which is why i said i'm not doing it you guys here's you know it's for children the holidays for children it's not for adults anymore if, once you have kids it's like it goes to them you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying and what the hell do i need i got everything i need i have a booth full of adorable millennials I've got a coffee, a fanny pack, and my cool mom shirt, and an Adidas jacket. And I have you guys listening and watching. I don't need anything else for Christmas. All right. I hope you have a good week. Uh, email me at uh, wheremymomsat at gmail.com. And if you want to send me a video, I love the videos, and I love my voicemails. What's the number? Well, you could go ahead and give us a call at 213-375-5184. Oh, so profesh. All right, moms. Um, until next time, stay uh, stay cool. You know what I'm saying? Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at?